Father, I thank you for your anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. And I thank you that your word of God should go forth in power and might as we open this service today in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 4.20. Hallelujah. We just read this. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief and was three, three, three things, strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. What he had promised, he was able to perform. So I said, what are the three things? Strong in faith, fully persuaded, and able to perform. Thank God. So if you are strong in faith and fully persuaded, you're going to be able to perform. And we see that happen to Abraham. He was <laughs> like dead and he became alive and he kept on, it kept on moving. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 65, 24. A giving season is the name of this sermon. We're going on from last week. We'll use last week's nugget. The supreme treasure in life is service. The supreme treasure in life is service. Isaiah 65, 24. They say she's in rare form today. Amen. Okay. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And it shall come to pass before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Hallelujah. So before you even ask, the word says, it shall come to pass before they, will, they call, I will answer. And while they are speaking, I will hear. So we know that God hears well, he says he gives us the desires of our heart, and he's the one that puts the desires there. So, to be honest, church, all he's really waiting for is for you to speak out those desires that he's, to get, find the word and speak out the desires that are in your heart. Amen? Find the word and speak out the desires that are in your heart. Glory to God. Ezekiel 12, 21, 28. I've always told you I could preach for hours. It is the truth. Ezekiel 12, 21 through Ezekiel 12, 21, 28. Wow. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel saying the days are prolonged and every vision faileth? Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say unto them, These days are at hand, and the effect of every vision. For there shall be no more any vain vision, nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I speak shall come to pass. It shall, know, it shall be no more prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious house, I will say the word and, it will, and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he seeth is for many days to come, and he prophesieth of the times that are far off. There, therefore say unto them, 
Thus saith the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged any more, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. And I truly believe that next year we're going to see these things take place. I just shared that in early class. For those that are, that are in the word, for those that are storing up the word in them, for those that are speaking the word, the word the, for those that are putting the word first place in their lives, they will see these things come to pass next year. Those that don't, won't. It's that simple. You do, God will. You don't, he won't. Amen? For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the Amplified, and the word that I shall speak shall be performed, come to pass, and it shall be no more delayed or prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious south, I will speak the word and will perform it, says the Lord God. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that Ezekiel sees is for many days to come, and he prophesies of the times that are far off. Therefore say to them, Thus saith the Lord God, There, are, there shall none of my words be deferred any more, but the word which I have spoken shall be performed, says the Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Luke eight thirty seven. This is it, folks. Then the whole multitude, wait, am I writing the right one? Eight, yep. Then the whole multitude of the country of the gatherings round and about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear, and he went up into the ship and returned back again, and the man with whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. And Jesus sent him away saying, Return to thine own house and show how great things God has done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great Jesus, the things Jesus had done. He went out and he became, the, here's the demoniac that everybody was afraid of, gets delivered, and he goes back and proclaims Jesus to the, to the city where he came from. Well, that's what every ex-demoniac should do. Amen? I know when I got demons out of me, that was the first thing I wanted to do was go out and I shared in the early class, proclaim Jesus to everybody. And there were Christians that got upset because that's all I wanted to talk about. Hey, if you are nuts and you get delivered... You want to talk about Jesus. Amen? James 1, 6 and 7. That's why demonic people don't bother me because I know how, you know, what they're living in. What hell they're living in. I've shared how pastor would talk about Jesus and I'd throw things. How'd you like that? Gee, I married this sweet little person. All of a sudden I talk about Jesus and she becomes a gorilla. Uh, James 1, 6 and 7. <laughs> Let's go to verse 2. <laughs> My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If, you, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And let, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's pretty plain. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. But you know what those people do? They get mad when other people receive. They get mad. Well, I've been there longer. I worked as hard. Okay, well, well. Uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen? How many know that? First you say you can, and then you can't, and then you can, and then you can't. 
For let that man not let not that man think he shall receive anything. A double man and mind and man is unstable in all his ways. Praise God. Doubt is distrust of our heavenly Father. Doubt is distrust in our heavenly Father. He loves and cares for us. If his word says it, then he will do it. But I don't see it. It's not what you see. Let's go to Genesis. We're going to move away from the sermon notes for a little bit. Here in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. Now he's placed it in our mouths through the Spirit of God, through the power of the Holy Ghost to speak it forth, and it comes to pass. But you have to know that you know that you know if we want to go back to the first scripture that we started on in Romans 4, 20 and 21. Let's go back there and we'll just say this is our scripture for the day since we had it in the early class also. Romans 4, I didn't realize that was going to be it. But he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, verse 20, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And he was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And I said, there were three things. We must be one, strong in faith, two, fully persuaded, three, able to perform and be ready, because I'm going to ask you about that the next time I teach. Glory to God. So, doubt is distrust of our Heavenly Father. He loves and cares for us. What does James say here? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Verse 7, it says, verse 6, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Unstable unstable I'll do it Lord we got lots of time unstable praise you Jesus just pray in tongues Thank you. Unstable. Not stable, not fixed, firm, or steady. Easily upset. Easily upset. Shifted or unbalanced. Changeable, inconsistent, variable, fluctuating, Unreliable, emotionally unsettled, or changed into other compounds, inconsistent. I'll read it again. Not stable, not fixed. Firm or steady, easily upset. An unstable person is one that is easily upset. Shifted or unbalanced. Changeable. Inconsistent. Variable. Fluctuating. Unreliable, that's a good one. Unreliable, fickle, emotionally unsettled, 
or changed into other compounds? Inconsistent. That's a synonym. Inconsistent. So, let's go back here to James. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that waver is, is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed, for let that man, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Doubt is distrust of our Heavenly Father. Psalms 55:22 Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved if you cast your burden upon the Lord, he shall sustain thee. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. It says here, cast your burdens on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. It is not God's desire that you fail in anything. Anything. We're not called to fail. If you fail in an area, then you need to go back. You need to go, you know, the, the best one I can think to go back to is Romans chapter 4. I guess I should write these down if I'm going to be running back here. Romans chapter 4, strong in faith, persuaded that what he promised he was able to perform. Those three, three things. Strong in faith, fully persuaded, and able to perform. Glory to God. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be removed. The enemy tries to rob you of every blessing through disbelief. Fear, worry, and confusion. If you have confusion, there's something wrong with your spiritual life. I'm going to just lay it out here like it is, okay? When there's no sense horsing around anymore. I'm getting older. We just need to, you, you, you're, you're not babies. The enemy tries to rob you of every blessing through disbelief, fear, worry, and confusion. There's con a person that's confused is horrible. It really is. It's a horrible state to be in. Exodus 14, 13. We just studied Brother Roberson's book on how to keep yourself balanced, and that is praying in tongues. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. He was in prison, writing most of the New Testament, praying in tongues more than anybody. What does that tell you? What will happen if you pray in tongues? God will begin to, by His Holy Spirit, will begin to reveal the Word to you in such a way that the rhema of the Word will come Every time you read it, that's what God desires for every one of us. For the raiment of the word, for, for the word is nigh thee in your, in your heart, in your mouth. He wants that word so embedded in you that you speak it forth. When you see a situation arise or when you drive by something or when you see something, you pray for it. Glory to your name. Exodus fourteen thirteen. Moses told the people, fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Stand, fear not, stand still, firm, confident, 
undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord. Sounds like the same thing he told Joshua. Nothing different. One got him out of Egypt. One took him this far. Then the next leader comes in, takes him to the next, takes him into the promised land. Now the, the desire was that they all get to the promised land that came out of Egypt. But no. No. They couldn't shut their mouth. They couldn't stop murmuring and complaining. And God couldn't God couldn't allow it. So they get into the promised land and one fool decides to do, go against what God told him to do in Jericho. What happened to him and his whole family? You know, people go, that's a little harsh, don't you think? I've been out sowing and God, God's a harsh God. No, he's not. He says what he says and he means what he means. It's that simple. How many of you, well, this generation, it's time out. A time out would have never done anything. I would have just taken my time out and looked, counted whatever was on the wall. And, you know, I would have gone into dreamland or whatever. My imagination would have, you know, when my mom used to put me in my room and beat me and throw me in there. Big whoop. We lived on the ocean. I love to look at the ocean. That was not a torture. I'd line up all my dolls and bears and whatever and preach to them. That's amazing, whatever, but tell them what they're going to do. Okay. <laughs> Fear not. Stand still. Let's look at this again. Same old thing. He told, wonderful, wonderful thing he told Joshua. Now he says it to us too. Here we are today and he's telling us this. The word never gets old. Amen? Fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord. We have to do the same thing. The exact same thing to see God move and complete the work that he has. 2 Timothy 1.7 Praise you, Jesus. Are you going to retire? That is almost too much. It's still my goodness. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power. A spirit of power. A spirit of power, a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. A sound mind, sound, sound mind. He has given us a spirit of power, of love and a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. And discipline and self-control. Every one of us has areas in our life that we need to discipline. You do this, and this will take place. And I, I shared last night with someone what my thing was. If you do this, then you're going to be all right. If you don't, then you're going to be in big trouble again. Amen? Right, Arlene? Remember that? <laughs> Had to do with the cake. <laughs> My choice. Your cake was looked really good. But up here I have to go. Can't have it. Can't have it. I shared every time I've blown it and really blown it and gotten away from, from what God planned, it's been over some stupid cookie, cake, pie, something like that. So if, if that ever happens, slap it right on the ground away from me. I pray to God it never will. Just everybody has a certain thing. I'm confessing my fault, okay? 2 Timothy 1.7. You'd think that you would learn me, 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 forget you. 
after a while, um, don't do it, right? Second, for God did not give us a spirit of intimidity or fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. For God did, and, and I'm not, any, you guys can eat whatever you want. That's the thing for me. Okay? I'm not putting anybody down for eating whatever. The Bible says not to do that. But for me, that's, that's something God told me not to do. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind. What do you think of when you think of sound mind? To me, I think of a person a hundred years old that still is sharp. If you ever went and talked to Laurel's and Heather's and Holly's grandmother, she could tell you things that were just amazing. Her young, I mean, pastor used to love and go visit her because she would tell him of all the, the things that she had done. I mean, her life was like Christy, really. You know, she, when she went to teach, it was like teaching as Christy. I mean, it was interesting. And she could still remember it and she could still talk about it normally. She wasn't drooling, you know, there was not, I mean, seriously, she had a sound mind. She loved the word. She loved, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. So let's look at this. We are not to be timid. We're not to be cowardice. We're not to be craven and cringing and having fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power, of love, of a calm and well, excuse me, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Now, um, I know we all have to really use this discipline and self-control when we're out there driving nowadays. Amen? I don't know how you do it back there. Well, you can turn on your red light. <laughs> Psalms 23, 4. <laughs> Wish I had a red light sometime. <laughs> Some of us would abuse the light. Oh, I could just see Pastor in his Corvette. I just want to go 100 miles today. On uh, 23, verse 4. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death, I will feel, fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. So a shadow of anything can't harm you. Can't harm you. Isaiah 54, 14. Now we're into my printing. This is our year, next year, to uh, get the meat. This is it, folks. Are you saying the rapture is going to take place? I don't know, and I hope so. But I'm telling you, we better, we got to be firm and strong in the word like never before. Okay, 54.14. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression. Thou shall not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. That doesn't mean I need a gun, and that's fine if you want a lot of guns. That's perfectly fine, but it doesn't mean that I need a pet pistol pack <laughs> or pack a pistol <laughs> everywhere I go in my purse. Hallelujah. I'm, I, I believe that if people want guns, have as many of them as you can get a hold of and as much ammunition as you can get. That's the truth. I don't think anybody has a right to tell you you can't shoot a gun and you can't have as many as you want, you know. 
as a believer. The criminals have them. You may as well have as many as you want. Amen? But that's not where my protection and my help comes from. Amen? Okay. Psalms 89.34. I mean, I like to shoot guns like the rest of them. I used to play Roy Rogers and Dale Evans all the time. You go, who is that? Psalms 89.34. Is that what I said? 89.34. How many remember Roy Rogers and Dale? <clears throat> I know two that I'm staring at right now that, um, that should. <laughs> Three that are older than me. Didn't have a TV. I learned how to kiss the TV. 8934. I was in love with Roy Rogers. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You can all laugh. My covenant I will not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. My covenant. The TV was only this big. My covenant I will not break nor alter the thing that... <laughs> that is gone out of my lips. Praise God. My covenant I will not break, nor the thing that has gone out of my lips or your lips. Both. His lips, his word should be on our lips. Joshua 1 8. Let's turn there. One of my favorite scriptures. Faith, I hear this, you say this all the time. Well, you know what? When we all start doing it, then maybe I won't have to do it so much. Amen? This book of the law, the word shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. You will deal wisely and have good success. Deal wisely and have good success. That means in buying a car, everything you, you deal with in life, work, whatever. Amen? Have I not commanded you? Here he goes. Be strong, vigorous, and, and very courageous. Be not afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. He's with you. He's in you. How much more could we ask? He's in us. He was with them. He's in us. Glory to God. He went, he was... In, you know, they had the fire and the, the light and the, oh my gosh, the clouds that covered them so they wouldn't get sunburned. I mean, can you imagine? They didn't have to wash their clothes because they fit them and stayed clean, I guess. They grew with them. <laughs> I know they had water, but, well, they only had to go out and get their quail and get their man. And How easy can you have it? Think of it. But some of them complain. Dear Lord. Okay, so. <laughs> 1989. We all have periods of time when we complain. Amen. Present company included. Sorry, Lord. Okay, we have... Um, Eight, ten minutes, eleven minutes, and then we're going to go do praise and worship. Psalms. 119.89. How do you like doing it backwards today? It's good for you. <laughs> 119.89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Stands firm in the heavens. If his word is settled in heaven, 
it's settled. I mean, you need to learn the scripture. God, your word is settled in heaven. That means it's settled here on earth. Whatever I speak, your word, and I believe in my heart, has to come to pass. I mean, there's sometimes you have to stand a while on it until you really believe it. I mean, when you're dealing with circumstances and situations and you're, you know, we go through life, la, 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 everything's fine, and all of a sudden something happens. You're like, whoa, what happened? And then you have to pick yourself up and get in the Word and really get in, whoa, okay, I'm going to really get in these healing scriptures now because I don't like this at all. And um, you can't let them go, ever. There's certain things in your life that you have to keep constantly speaking the word on continually. Constantly. I would ask, how many of you read your healing book every day, but I won't. Okay. Um, so whatever, whatever God says is established, it's already established. John 14, 12. Every night, there it is, comes out. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. If anyone steadfastly believes, if anyone steadfastly believes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believe on me, the works that I do, shall he do also for greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. And whatever you shall ask in my name, that I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That actually means call for and demand it, and it shall come to pass. So I have written in my Bible, I'm going to tell you how it's written in my Bible, above verse 12, Verily, verily, I have Peggy. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Peggy, and then whatever. And whosoever I have written above that saying. And then, oh, under verse 14, I say, call for or demand, it shall come to pass. If you ever get to do my funeral, if I go home before you, the Lord tarries and you're 120 and that's not my desire, then you could take my Bible and you could have a, a full-fledged party with it. I was sharing in an early class how you like to look at people's Bibles when you do funerals. So, praise the Lord. Okay, he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? John, um, Mark eleven twenty two. We should all be able to quote that. If you went to Ramah, you should be able to quote that. As Brother Hagen taught three times a week, and he taught this scripture three times a week. And Jesus saying to, and Jesus replying said to them, have faith in God constantly. Or have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? God said it. And it happened. God said it. Light be. That's, that's how God expects things to take place. This is already established. This word is already established. So he expects it. He looks at us and he says, I've put... They know Jesus. I've put my spirit in them. I've given them my word. They have everything that they need here on this earth to operate. So even greater things than me shall you do, he said. And so, where am I? Thank you, Jesus. He says, have the faith in God constantly. Truly, I say to you, that what, whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, 
and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you received them, and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. This is, that's a biggie. A lot of people don't like to go to that part. We spent much, 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 much time in class in verse 25. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But you do not, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Wow, that's heavy. You know, it's easy to become offended, but you gotta let go of it. Just don't hang, don't, you know, you have a choice. You can, here it comes. You can hang on to it, or here it comes. You don't grab it. And there's my water. Here's my other one. Thanks, Derry. Okay. That's, I mean, think of it that way. Here comes the offense every day. Every day, want something, I don't care where you are, you can be alone and get a phone call or whatever, and here it comes, and you can either catch it, or here it comes, or you can let it go. It's your choice. Think of that. Next time it comes, well, there it went. <laughs> Somebody bugs you and is yapping at you on the phone, hang up on them. And if they call you back, ignore it. You know, why people get into conversations sometimes is beyond me. Okay, let's move on to Ephesians 5.1. You see, that's rude. If you tell them, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and they continue. Okay, here we go. This is a good one. Then yet there be ye therefore... Followers of God as dear children. Therefore, be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. You can always tell if a child is around, has a father and if he's around the father. He walks like him, especially boys. It's funny. They walk like him. You know, you could tell... If, if a person thinks that they can cuss at home and be something else at church or whatever, you can forget it. Take a little two-year-old and about a year of it, and they're going to come popping out with stuff and or whatever. I shared before how one time I, I looked at my mom, and I looked at the toilet. I looked at my mom. I was about two or three. I can remember this. Very little can I remember I looked at the toilet, and I said, I'm going to flush you down the toilet. That was my thought. I know how I can get rid of this. And that, I, what do you think I got for that? <laughs> she didn't think it was funny. But it's like the time when the, she's, my dad invited a movie star friend, a Western friend, or patient of his, over to the house. My mom said he ate like a goat. And uh, I was waiting, and I shared this. I watched and watched and watched. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting, because I'd never seen a goat. <laughs> I'm waiting. I can remember very few things, but I remember this. Mama, he doesn't eat like a goat. Guess who got the whipping? Okay, so we're to imitate God, our Father, amen? That's why I said a timeout for me would have been wonderful. No spanking? Great. Timeout? Yes. Because <laughs> I, I would have sat around thinking up things. Okay. <laughs> Mark. Uh, Jesus operated in faith principles, Mark 9.23. And then, I think you've had enough. 
<laughs> clearing your throat. Mark 9.23, where is it? Okay. Jesus. I learned as a kid, if you stay away from the house, you won't get a whipping. Huh. That was a good thing. You know, I should have figured this out. We had this big pine tree in our front yard as I'm looking for Mark 9, and it was huge, and I could climb it, and my mom couldn't. So if, if um, I'd get in trouble, I'd run and climb the tree. And one day, this should tell a lot, one day, she bribed me down with an ice cream cone off of my perch. And I got the whipping of my life. That was the last time I was bribed with an ice cream cone from climbing off the tree, I'll tell you. Praise God. Okay, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible. To him that believeth. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to you that believeth. Wow. I like what it says in the Amplified. It says, well, let's, let's look at this and see where he's coming from here. He, Jesus, remember where Jesus was up there and Elijah appeared and they and he had um, some disciples with him, and Peter wanted to build a tent and stay there and all this good stuff. And so he's, he, here's this man. Uh, in verse 17, And one of the throng replied him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit, and whatever, when, whenever it lays down, whenever it lays a hold of him, so as to make him its own, it dashes him down and convulses him, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth, and he falls into a motionless stupor and is wasting away. And I asked your disciples to drive it out, and they could not. And Jesus said, answered them, O unbelieving generation, without any faith, how long shall I have to to do with you, how long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Boy, that must have set them in their place. Um, so they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him at once, it completely convulsed the boy and fell to the ground and kept rolling about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, you notice, didn't, whatever, I know he's going to be delivered. Jesus asked his father, of the boy. Um, how long has this, how long has he had this? And he answered from the time he was a little boy and it has often thrown him both into fire and into water, intending to kill him. If you can do anything, do have pity on us and help us. And Jesus said, you say to me, if, I, if you can do anything, why all things can be, are possible to him who believes. So he's telling this man, all things are possible to him who believes. At once the father of the boy gave an eager piercing, inarticulate cry with tears, and he said, Lord, I believe constantly help my weakness of faith. And when Jesus noticed that the crowd of people came running together, notice he rebuked the unclean spirit. Is that what your Bible says? An unclean spirit is a sexual spirit. Okay? I'm not going to get into demons today because we don't have time. saying to it, you dumb and deaf spirit, I, I charge you to come out of him and never go into him again. Now, 
I hate to end on this, but I'm going to. Many times people that have an unclean spirit, the spirit will cause them to fall into fire and water. It'll just happen. And um, I've, I've seen it happen. And, and that's where a person needs the gift of discerning of spirit to know what's going on. And this young man, you notice in the natural, it looked like another thing, but Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. Now, a lot of people believe that you can allow, you are, that spirits are allowed to manifest still because they have, that happened with Jesus. And that was a great argument back in the 70s when people wrote a lot of books on demons that God wouldn't let me read. He said, no, I don't want you reading that. Read my word and I'll tell you what to do. And the Lord spoke to me one day and I talked to him about this. We had a long talk about this and I think I've shared this, but this is going on the air, so I'll share this a little bit. And um, God told me, he said that Jesus said that it's, that's before I went down to hell. He said, this is before I died on the cross and I went to hell. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them with it. And he said, they, they don't have a right to manifest themselves if you know your power and your anointing. And so they don't have a right to. They'll try, but they don't have a right to. Okay? So on that, as we get back to the one scripture that I'd really like you to meditate on this week, and that is in Romans again. Let's go there. I'm sure that you can all quote it by now. We've gone there enough. And then if the praisers will get ready. Romans 4. In verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able to perform. So the three things that I want you to meditate on are these scriptures, but strong in faith, fully persuaded, and God is able to perform. Praise God. So if the praisers will come forward and we will do our praise and worship. <laughs> 